Julie and Matt here with another great resource from one of our friends. Parents, do you ever wonder how to teach your little ones about missionaries? Go tell everyone. Nine missionaries who shared the good news shows kids how missionaries throughout history have obeyed Jesus' command to tell everyone. This interactive board book introduces nine different missionaries such as Lottie Moon, Adoniram Judson, and Lilius Trotter. And it tells about the countries where they served. Ultimately, Go Tell Everyone helps kids understand that anyone can tell everyone about Jesus. To learn more, visit GoTellEveryoneBook.com. Again, that's GoTellEveryoneBook.com. listening to God's Big Story, a podcast for kids. Every week, we teach the Bible, sing the Bible, and talk about what it means with a friend or two. I'm your host, Julie, and I'm here with my co-host, Matt. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're so glad you could be with us today. Hey, can you tell Julie and I what's been the best part of your day so far? Ready? On the count of three, shout it out. One, two, three. Fishing! Oh, wow. It sounds like everyone is having a great day so far. Um, Julie, did you just say rollerblading? Oh, I sure did, Matt. I was just talking to our old friend, Sean, and I remembered how much he loves rollerblading, so I decided to dust mine off and give him a spin. (laughs) Sean did love rollerblading. But as I recall, he had some pretty unfortunate accidents on his rollerblades, too. But you said it was the best part of your day so far, so I'm guessing no injuries for you. No way. I was riding the wind, blading fast, taking corners, spinning around. It was awesome. All right. So then would you say you are good at rollerblading? (laughs) Yes, sir. I sure was good. Maybe even as good as Sean. Why do you ask? Well, this season on God's Big Story, we're learning all about the attributes of God. We said an attribute is a word that tells us what someone or something is like. Last episode, we learned that God is unchanging. Everything that is true of God has always been and will always be, just like God. Today, we're going to learn that God is good. He is what is best, and He does what is best. Oh, okay. I see what you did, and you asked me if I was good. I get it. Well, I definitely think I was good at rollerblading, but I'm definitely not the best. Matt, if I can be good and God is good, does that mean that good is one of those communicable attributes? Hey, Garrick would be so proud of you, Julie. I think so. Good is something that is true of God and can be true of God's people too. But God is like the goodest of good, right, Matt? Like he's always good and I'm just sometimes good? Yep, I think you're right, Julie. But we have a very good friend who might be able to help us out, Julie. She's really good. Oftentimes, she's even the best. She's an Olympian. Let's say Olympian together. Olympian! Olympian. Hey, did somebody? 
everybody say Olympian. <laughs> hey, it's our good friend Harmony. She's an Olympian. Welcome to the show, Harmony. Oh, my pleasure. Julie, Matt, I cannot wait to dive into our conversation. We can't either. Now, Harmony, you're an Olympian. What does that mean? An Olympian is someone who competes at the Olympics, which is the highest level of competition there is for an athlete. Athletes from all over the world compete in the Olympics to see who is the best in their sport. Medals of gold and silver and bronze are awarded for the first, second, and third place winners. Whoa, that sounds pretty exciting. It must be pretty hard to be an Olympian. I mean, I'm pretty good on the rollerblades, but you must be like the goodest of good in your sport. Oh, by the way, what is your sport, Harmony? It's not rollerblading, is it? Ah, nope. Not rollerblading, Julie. I'm a swimmer. A distant swimmer, to be exact. I swim a race called the 500 meters. That means uh, that I swim the length of the pool about 10 times, as fast as I can. Whoever swims the fastest wins the race. 10 times? That's so many laps, Harmony. You probably have to train really hard to be able to swim that far. Absolutely. I train every day for several hours a day. But I also have to eat right and exercise and get enough sleep and keep myself focused. And if you do all of those things, then you're the best. You win the race in the gold medal. <laughs> well, that would be great, but that's not always that simple, Julie. See, all the other athletes are training just as hard as I am. And though I can control how much I sleep, uh, how much sleep that I get, and how hard I practice, see, there's other things that I can't control. Uh, what do you mean? Well, sometimes I'll get a cramp in the race. And sometimes, even as hard as I try, I'm just not at my best some days. I can only hope I'm my best on any given day, but there's no guarantee that I will always be the best. See, that's part of what makes competing so fun and sometimes heartbreaking. It's hard to think that you can do all the right things and still not get the best outcome. I wish you could get a gold medal every time, Harmony. Ah, that would be nice. But being the best all the time might also get a little boring. Part of the fun is not knowing how things are gonna turn out. Of course, I always wanna be prepared to be the best and swim the best that I can, but sometimes someone else is just a better swimmer and no one person can be the best all the time. And if that were the case, then we wouldn't even have the Olympics. Oh, I don't like that at all. I love the Olympics, Harmony. You just reminded me about the attribute of God we're learning today. We're learning that God is good. He is what's best and he does what's best. Basically, God is best all the time. Ah, he sure is, Matt. God wins a gold medal every time, but only God is God. Only he can be what's best all the time. See, when I don't win, it's usually because someone else was just better than me in that particular race. Every once in a while, someone wins because I didn't do my best. And other times, someone who shouldn't win does because that's just what happened that day. See, as hard as I try, I'll never be the best all the time. And that's okay, because it reminds me that I'm not in control of everything. All I can do is trust that my practice and hard work will get me better and better, and sometimes I'll be the best. Last week, we learned that God is unchanging, which means he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because that's true, we can trust that no matter what, God is what's best and does what's best. Is that right, Harmony? Yeah, that's right, Julie. God is good. Knowing God is good makes me want to give God my best in whatever I'm doing. See, but God doesn't expect me to be perfect. Only he is perfect. Only he is the best all the time. Wow. Thanks for coming on the show today, Harmony, and sharing what you know. 
You made such a big splash. Ah, thanks, Matt. Well, I gotta hit the pool. I hope what we practice here will help you learn even more as you hear today's story from the Bible. Our story today comes from the Bible. The Bible is God's true word. It is from God and about God, and it is true. So let's pray and ask God to help us listen and understand his word. Dear God, thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus, who is the truth, and for the Holy Spirit, who helps us understand who you are and what you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. God is good. He is what is best and does what is best. That means all the time, no matter what, God is good. It sounds simple, but it actually can be pretty hard to believe at times. Yeah, sometimes hard or bad or scary things happen that are confusing. And when they happen, it can be difficult to believe that God is good, that he is what's best and does what's best. But if we believe that God is good, then we can trust him, even if we can't understand right away. Today, we're going to learn about someone from the Bible who had lots of things happen that could have made him wonder whether or not God is good. But he trusted that God is what's best and does what's best, even when it's hard to see. His name was Joseph. The story of Joseph is the longest story in the book of Genesis. It starts in chapter 37 and goes all the way to the end of the book, chapter 50. Joseph was the second youngest son of Jacob's 12 sons. The Bible says that Jacob loved Joseph so much that it made all the other brothers jealous of Joseph. Jacob once bought Joseph a very special, colorful coat, and his brothers were pretty angry. On top of that, Joseph started having dreams that one day his whole family would bow down to him. His brothers definitely didn't like that. They became so angry and so jealous of Joseph that one day when Joseph went to visit his brothers as they were tending the sheep, his brothers decided to sell Joseph to some men passing by. Then they took his special coat and brought it to their father saying that Joseph had been killed by an animal. Jacob was so very sad. The brothers had lied to their father and done evil towards their brother Joseph. Joseph ended up far away from his family in Egypt. But God was with Joseph, and he made him very successful in the house of an important man named Potiphar. And although Joseph was successful and people really liked him, one day Potiphar's wife wanted Joseph to do something he knew he shouldn't do. And when he ran from her, she lied about him and had him thrown into jail. While he was in jail, A couple of other prisoners had dreams they didn't understand. Joseph was able to tell them what their dreams meant. Joseph helped people, even though he was in jail for something he didn't do. After a long while, Pharaoh also had a dream he didn't understand. Joseph was asked to interpret the dream. God was with Joseph, and he was able to tell Pharaoh the dream meant that Egypt would have seven good years, followed by seven years of famine. That means they would have lots of food for seven years and not a lot of food for seven years. Pharaoh was so thankful that he put Joseph in charge of making sure everyone had enough food. Many years had passed since Joseph had seen his father and his brothers. But when the years of famine came, Joseph's family had nothing to eat. So the brothers traveled all the way from Canaan to Egypt, hoping to get some food. Now, 
Joseph was in charge of all the food in the land, which meant anyone coming to ask for food had to go through him. Let's take a look at what happened when Joseph's brothers came to him asking for food. If you're at home, open up your Bible with me. Our story today can be found in the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, chapter 42, verses 6 through 8. I'll give you a moment to find it. Genesis 42, 6 through 8. Remember, it's always okay to ask for help if you need it. And if you don't have a Bible with you right now, that's okay too. Just listen closely. Okay, is everyone ready? Genesis 42, 6 through 8 says, Now Joseph was governor over the land. He was the one who sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed themselves before him with their faces to the ground. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he treated them like strangers and spoke roughly to them. Where do you come from? He said. They said from the land of Canaan to buy food. And Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. And Joseph remembered the dreams that he had dreamed of them. Did you hear it? Joseph's brothers did not even recognize him, but Joseph recognized them. Not only that, he remembered the dreams he had years ago about his brothers bowing down before him. The dreams had come true in this moment. Joseph had a choice to make. He could be angry and turn them away and send his own family without food. Or he could remember how God had been good to him and choose to be good towards his brothers. What do you think he did? You're right. Joseph chose to give his brothers all the food they needed. Joseph had a hard life. His brothers were mean to him. They sold him to be enslaved. Potiphar's wife lied about him. He was in prison, forgotten about, and all of this happened to him in a foreign land away from his family. It would have been so easy for Joseph to decide that God was not good at all. That God was not what was best, and God was not doing what was best. But Joseph knew that God's best is not always what we can see or how we might have planned for it to be. Skipping to the end of the story, Joseph finally reveals who he is to his brothers. Joseph wants to be family again, but his brothers are scared. They think Joseph will want to repay them for what they did to him. Let's read from chapter 50 of Genesis, verses 19 through 21, to see what Joseph says to his brothers. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear, I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph knew that although his brothers intended evil towards him, God used all of it for good. God's ways are not our ways. God is what's best and God does what's best. Joseph knew that God is good and he trusted him more than he trusted what he could see and what was happening to him. Hey parents, are you looking for an inspiring read for your little ones? Well, we've got something special for you. Introducing Kids in the Bible, a storybook Bible about God's children. 
This new book by Caroline Saunders features a collection of 33 captivating stories from the Bible, all centered around kids, just like yours. Ever wondered about the adventures of young Miriam, Samuel, or even a certain young Jesus? Kids in the Bible takes you on a journey through the lives of these remarkable children, showcasing how God's big plans unfold through even the smallest of us. Each story is a treasure trove of courage, faith, and the boundless love of God. Whether it's a young warrior's bravery or a girl who defies death or the miraculous journey of a baby who changed the world forever, there's something for every young heart to connect with. So parents, if you want your kids to discover the wonders of the Bible in a fun and engaging way, visit kidsandthebiblebook.com today. Let your little ones be a part of God's special plan to bless the world. You just heard God's word. Let's play a game to see what you've learned. We call it Five Wait, 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 wait. I got this. Hold on. Five seconds, five seconds five three, five review. Three, review. Nice. Our friend Harmony is back, and she's going to tell us how to play her game. Tell us how to play, Harmony. All right. I'm going to ask you five questions, and you'll have five seconds to think of the answer. And when the timer runs out, let's shout out the answers together and see if we got it right. Okay, got it. Everyone ready? Because here, here we, we go. go. Okay, question number one. Let's fill in the blank. This season on God's Big Story, we're learning all about the... Attributes. Question number two. True or false? An attribute is a word that tells us what someone or something is like. True. That's true. Question number three. True or false? We know God is good because of what we can see. False. God is good even when we can't see it. Question number four. True or false? Joseph was wrong to forgive his brothers. False. Joseph could forgive his brothers because he trusted in God's good plan. Last question. Question number five. Fill in the blank. God is what's... Best. And does what's... Best. How did you do? Did you learn something new about God today from the Bible? Or were you reminded of something good, true, or beautiful that you already knew? Well, we hope so, but now it's time to live like it's true. This week, make a sign for your room that says God is good. Hang it up as a reminder that God is what's best and does what is best. And as we finish up our time together, let's worship God through a song that reminds us that we get to know who God is because he gave us the Bible, God's Big Book. Hey, gather around, come hear the story that God's written down. See what's inside Living and acting His word is alive Cover to cover Page after page See what He has to say In God's face 
Today's story was just one of the stories in the Bible, which is really just one big story about one big God. If you'd like to read more about the life of Joseph, which shows us that God is good, you can turn to Genesis chapters 36 through 50 anytime and read it together as a family, maybe over dinner. For more information or details about the show, be sure to check out this episode's description. And tune in next time to God's Big Story. We'll see you again real soon. Bye. Bye.